somebody, let's bless the Lord in this house tonight. Come on, somebody, give him your best praise right now. Somebody ought to get loud. Somebody ought to get radical. I wish you close your eyes and lift up your hands and tell the Lord what you want here tonight. Come on, tell him what you're pressing for here tonight. Tell him what you desire here tonight. Jesus! Somebody shout that name in this house. Come on, I want you to just begin to cry out that name. Jesus. Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I desire you, Jesus. take you tonight to the book of Luke chapter number 16 and also the book of Matthew chapter number 7 Luke 16 16 and Matthew 7 7 and 8 Jesus. Somebody just reach for him in this house right now. Come on, somebody ought to press past English. Somebody ought to press past Spanish. Somebody let your spirit talk right now. Luke chapter number 16, verse number 16 says, The law, the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth into it. There are some things the only way you can get them is if you press for them. Matthew chapter number 7. Verse number 7. Ask. Somebody say ask. That's a very big word. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock. And it shall be open unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be 
open. I, I truly feel that for the next two nights, I have a very sure assignment from God. And that is to provoke you into your destiny. To inspire you to do what no preacher can do for you. To inspire you to press. To inspire you to reach. To inspire you to activate what God already has waiting on you. My subject tonight will be this. The abandoned realm. The abandoned realm. I want you to set your Bibles down, lift up your hands, and hold on for a second. Tonight's going to be everything you make it tonight. And I'm telling you, I, I feel something flowing in this house. My plan was to preach this the last night, but there was something that shifted in this morning's service it wasn't near as packed but as you begin to intercede something begin to change so we're going early tonight and God is about to do some things there are some things that's available tonight God wants to activate the gifts of the spirit in young people tonight we have talked about doing great things so long but here we are at the end near the coming of the Lord and it's time to do them so I want you to lift your hands one more time I want you to close your eyes and I want you to do your best to make your spirit a vacuum to receive everything that God is making available in this house tonight. Holy Ghost, thank you for bringing me here. God, I am completely willing. God, I am completely ready to be spent and run out for your kingdom. Help me to help somebody. God, there's somebody in this house with a dream. There's somebody in this house with a dream. God, I pray, Lord, that you would allow them to muster up the courage to respond like they never have before. Come on, clap your hands and shout. Somebody ought to press in this house right now. Come on, get your mind on it. There's something that he has for me. Get your mind on it. There's something that he has. You may be seated tonight. The abandoned realm. In the year... 2010, a 91-year-old woman 
passed away in southern France, leaving behind her old apartment in Paris. Madame de Florain had fled her vulnerable city at the outbreak of World War II. As the Nazi army neared, it was 1942 and she was just 23 years old when she locked up the apartment she had inherited from her grandmother and left town. For the next 68 years, she would continue to pay the rent and the upkeep for her Paris apartment, but she herself never returned. Since 1942, the apartment sat untouched until recently those in charge of her estate and an auctioneer entered into the old abandoned apartment. What they found was mind-blowing. It was a time capsule. It was a room full of old treasures. The apartment was covered in dust and had been perfectly preserved. All of the furniture from the past time period remained just the way that she left it. And it looked as if she was just there yesterday. Those who entered found themselves transported to the early 1900s in Paris when the city was celebrating its cultural renaissance. And Madame de Florain's grandmother, who was also an actress, was the talk of the town. Books and newspapers lined the shelves. Gold curtains draped the windows. A luxury dressing table held hairbrushes, perfumes, and candle stubs that seemed to await the return term of a very glamorous noble woman against floral wallpaper there was a stuffed ostrich draped with a shawl that stood above two pre-war stuffed animals an original stuffed mickey mouse and an original stuffed porky the pig the formal dining room with had a low hanging chandelier over the table a wood stove and a stone sink was still fully stocked with glassware and pots and pans. The biggest surprise was a never-before-seen painting by famed 19th-century Italian artist Giovanni Boldini. The painting was sold at auction for $2.1 million after 10 bidders waged a war for the peace and the rest of the items inside of the part of the apartment had been appraised to be worth thousands of dollars as well. It had been 68 years since someone opened the door of that abandoned room full of treasures. But here... Another generation would enter in. I have not come to just preach tonight about an old abandoned room full of treasures, but rather a whole realm full of spiritual treasures. There is a place that we can tap into that the large majority of our generation is not tapping into. There is a realm 
called the Spirit that so much of us have never experienced. It's more than a goosebump. It's more than a feeling. I've got to preach tonight that you may have you may have heard your pastor or your parents, your grandparents, or some old time preacher or elder that came through the church talking about the old days of praying for hours or having visions and dreams and seeing into the spirit world. Maybe you heard them talk about seeing angels and casting out devils, seeing notable miracles with their eyes uh, and being used in the gifts of the spirit. A word was spoken. A prophecy was given. Uh, it's something aligned in the spirit and something happened that man couldn't do on his own. Every church has uh, those stories. Every youth group has heard the elder tell that kind of story. Uh, oh, I've got to preach here tonight uh, that every bit of it was awesome uh, and every bit of it was real. Uh, but it was not just for that generation. And if you're not careful, you will listen to a voice. And that voice will cause you to exempt yourself from all of these things by saying that was another time and that was another day. But God doesn't work like that anymore. Nobody in my youth group is seeing visions. Nobody on the ministry team is having dreams. I've got to preach to you. Hear me. It was not just a season of power. It was not just a season of power that a past generation experienced, but it was a kingdom door that they walked through and got a hold of power that still remains in this generation. I've got to preach tonight that there is something that is waiting on us. There is something that is waiting on you and I. My message is simple tonight. The door still exists. It's time for a young lady that's never had a vision to have a vision. It's time for a young man who's been watching everybody else in their church with gray hair give tongues and interpretation. Lift your voice with the anointing moving on you with the confidence. I can do this. I can speak it out. It Ha, I've heard it, Brother Bradford, time and time again, preaching around the United States about somebody got into a city and they found a hungry soul and they taught a Bible study and the next thing they know, something aligned and a church was started. Let me tell you, the greatest thing you ever do is not going to be preaching at 238 conference. The best thing that you'll ever do is to walk through a door that's been waiting. It's been waiting I've got to tell you the door exists it's available oh I done made up my mind I'm going to preach till you want it tonight I'm going to preach until you want this it is
is for you. It is for you. I believe in holiness. Just look at me and my wife. We believe in holiness. But I got to tell you, this generation, there's a lot of us. We have holiness. We have submission. We have everything it takes. But there's something that we don't have. Lift your hands and tell tell God you want it. Tell him you want it. Pamayosanda. Rianda ba yokanda, Rianda ba hashanda da ba haye, Mianda ba hosaye. I got to preach tonight that when the angel approached Mary, speaking of Jesus in Luke 1 and 33, he told her, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. The word kingdom here in the Greek is basileia. And it means a realm of royal power and dominion. This is the same word that Jesus used when he told Nicodemus in John 3 and 5. Except a man be born of water and the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom. He was not simply talking about a ticket to heaven. You spoke in tongues and you went down in the water. And the name of Jesus was spoken over you. So here's your little ticket to heaven. Oh no, let me tell you. It was a wide open door. It was a door that became available to say you can press as far as you want to press. You can have as much as you really... If you want it, you got to reach for it. If you want it, you got to go after it. Hey, when Jesus spoke of entering into the kingdom, he was talking more, more than just about heaven, but he was talking about a realm of power that once you got that, it changes atmospheres when you walk into the room. It changes atmospheres when you show up on a college campus. It changes atmosphere. When you walk up into Starbucks and every kind of lifestyle is in there, oh, but a kingdom boy walked in, a kingdom girl walked in. All he's got is a Bible in his hand, but it's enough. It's enough because what he's got is from another world. What he's got is from another world. Oh, somebody's got to get hungry. There is a lie that must leave this room here tonight. Hell keeps telling you, you might as well just backslide. Because there's nothing more to this whole church thing. Because you've been to the youth conference and you wore the custom suit and you reposted everything on Instagram. Pentecost. But now here you are and you ain't never won a soul. Here, listen to me. I'm not here to beat you up. I've come to tell you what you can do tonight. You ain't never won a soul. You ain't never had a vision. You ain't never had a dream. 
all you felt was goosebumps and it feels like oh it feels like you can have a little taste of something oh but but I just I can't have any more than that let me tell you there's a lie that's in the room girls there's a lie that comes to you and says you've been combing out that uncut hair you've been keeping that face clean you've been keeping them nails clean you've been doing everything you can to be right with God you're not dating outside the church you want to be holy you want to be separate and then that little lie comes and says oh your face is clean and your hair is long and oh and your skirt is long oh boys and boys you're doing everything you can and you're not dating outside the church and you're doing everything you can to keep a good attitude and be holy and be separate and that little voice says oh what has that got you Here you are tonight, and you're holy. Woo! I'm holy. I ain't never did anything for God, but I'm holy. I'm preaching what the devil's been preaching to you. That line devil's been telling you there's nothing else available to you and that all that old power stuff was for another generation. I've come to preach that the realm of the Spirit of God, it's accessible. You feel this? It's here tonight. Do you feel it's here in this room? The realm of the Spirit, it's accessible. There's so much more in the kingdom of God that you've never even seen. There's so much more that you can tap into. The realm of the Spirit is for you tonight. Oh, but you got to press in. You got to press in. I wish everybody would close your eyes as tight as you can. Lift up your voice and say, God, I'm pressing. God, I'm pressing. Come on, press. Come on, press. Come on, press. Come on, press. It's here. I'm telling you, there is a life-changing anointing. There is destiny in this room. Come on, don't look at me. Close your eyes. Close your eyes and reach for God. I've come to tell you, it is for you. It is for you. It is for you. It is for you. It's for you. It's not just for some preacher. It's not just for some elder or some bishop. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. We think, we think, if I could ever just sing at the conference. If I could ever just preach the conference. I will have become. And then somebody sings at the conference. And somebody preaches at the conference. And they're empty. Because I'll tell you what this is about. This ain't about getting filled up with purpose. This is about emptying out yourself. Everything that you've got in that place of prayer and study. Somebody's dreaming about singing at the conference. I come to tell you, there's something greater than singing at the conference. 
<laughs> People in this generation ain't seen what's on the other side of that. Come on, all this singing, all these robes, I love what you do. But I'm telling every last one of you, there's something. Oh, if we could just get behind here, we would take our city. We never have dead church again. Come on, young man. Stand up. Put your shoulders back. And said, I'm about to go after the craziest, most radical walk with God that anybody in my church has ever seen. Be seated. I got to talk about this here tonight. Hey, there's some people that's going to think I just fell off the cuckoo truck. And I did a long time ago. But I wouldn't lie on God for anything. I'm 32 years old, had a lot of great men. Have hands on my life. I am where I am because I have a man of God. That's the only thing. But I'll tell you tonight. There were some things that I had to press my way into. Somebody thinks you're going to just wake up one day and the doors are going to be open. I'm just going to keep living holy. And one of these days I'm going to wake up at everything it's going to be in perfect order. And I'm going to stand up and I'm going to walk through and I'm going to be used of God. No! God took oil. And he could have put it in lakes where it was so easily accessible. But somewhere, there's a man... It's really dirty. Actually, a whole crew of men that's really dirty. And somebody sitting in an office that spent millions of dollars and people that's working around the clock to get this piece of machinery to dig as far as they can reach. Because somewhere deep down, if they'll press far enough and long enough, there's going to be something there that's been waiting that's more valuable than anything else. Entire towns can be built around it. When God created gold, it could, it could have came from seeds and been planted in gardens. could have grew on trees, but it didn't work like that. Somewhere, there's somebody digging in the side of a mountain <laughs> to find a nugget of gold. The most valuable things in the physical have to be pressed for. And in turn, the most valuable things in the spiritual got to be pressed for. It's not just going to arrive on your doorstep. You got to go to the door. I'm trying to change a mentality. I'm trying to change a mentality tonight. 
and saying it's not up to your pastor it's up to you it's not up to the rest of you it's if Taylor Fish comes and lays hands on you, hey, let me tell you, you may get a goosebump and not a lot of things are going to happen. But if you'll make up your mind, I'm going to press until something's different. I want to tell you, everything will change. Be seated. I, I remember I was a young evangelist. I'm still a young evangelist. <laughs> I started youth pastoring very young. I was 19 years old. I started youth pastoring at our home church. Every now and then I'd get called out to preach uh, meetings or, or Friday night youth rally stuff and short revivals. And I remember uh, very specifically that I was preaching in a city called Iuka, Mississippi. And I had, I had to be 21, 22 years old, somewhere around there. I was preaching for Pastor Lambert there in Iuka, Mississippi, and their church is built on a hill, and uh, they have a prayer room downstairs, and one night, specifically when I was down there in prayer before service, I remember there were some young ministers that were praying with me, and um, it, was, it was a very intense time of prayer. wasn't one of these wasn't one of these little five-minute prayer sessions looking around the whole time. No, 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 it wasn't that. But we were there very early. We were there a couple hours early. And uh, I, it was such an intense time of prayer. Uh, the, the only way that I can explain it, we had been there for a long time, and the only, only way I can explain it, and again, this is getting out there, but I'm just getting out there tonight. This is why God has sent me here tonight. I, I remember I was there, and... and the whole room began to shake around me. I, I, I know that sounds crazy, uh, but we, we had prayed so intensely. It was like the whole room was shaking around us. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget this. Many of the preachers that were praying were, would just walk in a circle. It was kind of uh, that, that prayer room, it doubled as a fellowship hall. So there was tables in the middle, and we would walk around and we would walk and walk and walk and pray and pray and pray. And we'd stop and we'd get on the floor and we'd stand up and walk and walk and pray and pray and pray. And I, I remember that, that I, it felt it felt like the whole room around us was, was just shaking. It was such an intense time of prayer. And I, I remember opening my eyes. Eyes. And in that moment, maybe everybody saw it. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe one or two saw it. Maybe I was the only one that saw it. But all I know is when, when I opened my eyes that I saw, I, I, I stood still and I saw that the room was shaking all around me. Nothing fell over. Nothing was broken. It wasn't an earthquake. Nothing like that. But 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 it, it was as if the lens that, that I myself was looking through began to see what was happening in the spirit God was granting me something God was allowing me to see I had never seen anything like this I was just 21 years old and I began to see I began to see something happening in the spirit and, and this helped me make sense of what happened in the early church when it says in Acts 4 and 12 and when they had prayed the place was shaken and I I want to tell you, young people, God is wanting to open our eyes to see what is happening in the Spirit. God is wanting to open our eyes 
so we can see what is happening in the spirit. God is inviting somebody tonight to the most powerful, supernatural place of prayer you've ever been in your life. But you've got to pray and you've got to last and you've got to reach and you've got to cry out for it. God was showing me something that was happening as that room was shaking there. And I remember I took the pulpit and, man, all these guys that are preaching, my goodness, they, they'd have preached circles all around me. I, I think I was like preaching Mary had a little lamb or something. I don't know. But I'd get up and I didn't know what I was saying. So I know they didn't know what I was saying. And God would just bail me out every time. But I knew how to pray. Oh, God. I knew how to pray. And I was crying out. And I was reaching. And I, and I remember getting up to the to the pulpit. And there was the, the place was packed with the young people. And they had a 50-voice youth choir that was there. 50-voice youth choir. And they're going to rock the house. And they get up and they rock the house. Boom shakalaka. They rock the house. And then... Here I am, I get up, and I, I'm, I'm nervous, and I preach, and something sets down in that place. And the place begins to shake. God begins to move over here. Every, there's not one person sitting down. Everybody's crying. Everybody's weeping. It's, it's still to this day, I'll never forget it, because by the end of the service... Uh, they, they were trying to get the young, young people on the bus. By the end of the service, uh, they were trying to get the young people on the bus, and they had to carry out every one of them, all 50 of them. All 50 of them young people were drunk in the Holy Ghost. What? What happened? Was it me that? No, it wasn't me that did it. God was showing. God showed me before what He was about to do, before it ever happened. Let me tell you what you need. Oh, God. I'm trying to be led by the Holy Ghost here tonight. You don't need YouTube in your youth services. I want to tell you what you ought to do. You ought to get in there and every person in the youth group say, we are about to pray till this place shakes. We did it. Come on, Brother Carol. There was a season. There was a season. Brother Carol came. I was youth pastor, and I had just started youth pastoring. Him and his, him and his family, they, they had just resigned a, a church in, in, in Kansas, and they came, and, and man, he, he was so broken. And I remember when him and his brother, J.R., they, they came to our church, and they, I, I remember that I was living on my own, barely had any money, and we'd get in there, and we would pray. Late at night, we would pray. They'd play a bunch of video games and stuff. We would pray. And I remember it got to a point. I went to the pastor. I said, Pastor, can we have our own prayer room? There was one January. We had had six people receive the Holy Ghost just on Wednesday nights. Young people. Gifts of the Spirit in operation. A young person would give a, give a, begin to give a tongue. And then the next one would interpret it. It got 
got so radical that my pastor came up and said, hey, we got to move y'all's prayer room to the main prayer room. Why? Because when we got in that place, we made it shake because we were going after something. Come on, this is the most powerful generation that there's ever been in the history of the world. You just got to remember what's yours. You just got to understand what's available to you. Ah, somebody press. Somebody calls this place to shake. I'm reaching, I'm reaching, I'm reaching, I'm reaching, I'm reaching. I was preaching, I was preaching Mid-America Youth Conference in North Little Rock. And while we were, year before last, and while we were there, my pastor, Pastor Ben White was sitting next to me on the platform. And they're singing. And he grabs a hold of me, pulls me close. He says, Taylor, he said, look, look toward the back corner of the sanctuary. And I looked up high in the air. I'm, as sure as I'm sitting here, there was a haze. Come on, I know we got lights and all that. No, 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 this, this wasn't lights, baby. There was a cloud of glory that was coming in that place. You know what I was doing? I was doing this. But the Lord was opening my eyes and allowing me to see in the spirit. I got up, I preached ministry of worms that night. Things happened, lives were changed. But I, I, I got to preach to you. It was the following Sunday, I was getting up and I preached about the power of the name of Jesus. And my wife pulled me aside after service. She said, Taylor, she said, I, I got to tell you what I saw. I said, baby, what'd you see? She said, as you was preaching, she said, I saw smoke begin to swirl up to the top of that sanctuary. I saw it begin, I come to tell you it's still real. I've come to tell you it's still real. I've come to tell you it's still real and it's still ours. I've come to tell you it's still real and it's still ours. Somebody ought to say, I want to see it, God. I want to feel it, God. Shut up, Come on, where's the hungry that'll press? Where's the prayer warrior that'll stay in that saddle of prayer and pray until they see in the spirit? Be seated. I was preaching in Florida. Pastor Joe Campatella, and while I was there, may have heard me tell this story. I'm going to tell it again. Somebody's hungry for the supernatural in this place. I, we were there in revival. We got there. It was a God revival. When we arrived, it was an on-time deal. He had taken the church. He had only been there a couple years at that point. We got up. We preached the first day, first Sunday. Seven people received the Holy Ghost. Seven people baptized in Jesus' name. It was, it was a barrier that was broken for them. There was, they had never seen that many people receive the Holy Ghost. It wasn't a Taylor Fish thing. It was a God thing. God was doing something. God was up to something. I believe in barrier-breaking revival. 
where you see more people receive the Holy Ghost than you've ever seen in the history of your church. I believe in that. I'm going to be a part of that. Why am I going to be a part of that? Because I'm after that. Come on, you got to be after it. Come on, you can't just... God, have mercy. Come on. Come on. Some of you, you've been in your pajamas. You've been in your spiritual pajamas and you've just been dreaming. It's time to pick up a sword. It's time to put on some armor and say, I'm about to fight. I'm about to press until I see and have everything that God has for me. We were at lunch one day. Brother Campatella looked at me. We didn't know. We'd only planned to be there a Sunday to Sunday. We didn't know where we were going afterwards. We were just trying to follow the cloud. And as we were there, we were at, we were at lunch one day. Brother Campatella looks up at me. It was kind of quiet at lunch. He says, Taylor, he said, um, said, I've had an angel with me the last three days. I'm listening. He said, I, he said, I was dreaming and there was an angel in my dream. He said, when I woke up this morning, it was, all right, when I woke up a few mornings ago, he said, that same angel that was in my dream was standing in the corner of my bedroom. And I said... I said, what did he say? Well, he said, he hasn't said anything. He said, he said, I've tried to talk to the angel. He said, I, he said, I don't know what God is doing, but God is up to something. We need to keep going on in revival. The next, the following weeks, I would be preaching. And there were several times that, there, there were several times that people would walk in off the street, possessed with the devil, voices screaming out of them. We would lay hands on them, cast the devil out of them, see them filled with the Holy Ghost, and baptize them in Jesus' name. They needed a miracle. They had bought, they had bought an old Sears building. And when they bought this old Sears building, they, they outgrew it. They outgrew it very fast. They were like at a 150 people. And, man, it was... A, it was around Easter time. We had Easter service, and there was like, they had like almost 300 people in the building, and people were like sitting all over the place. And we need a miracle. We just decided we're going to just press on in revival. And we just kept going week after week after week in revival. God was doing things, filling people with the Holy Ghost. And I remember I was in the back of the church on Saturday night prayer. And I was praying, I was in the back, and I was rocking. A lot of times when I pray, I just kind of rock. I'm just pressing. They pray, a, they try to pray a solid hour on Saturday night. So it, it, it was like 7 to 8 or 8 to 9, but I think, I think 7 to 8. And I think I was like at the 7, 745 mark. I'd been praying to the point where I didn't have nothing else to say. Anybody been there? 
Just because you don't have anything else to say don't mean you need to stop praying. That means you need to leave English behind and let him start talking. I believe in praying in the spirit. Let me tell you how to double your prayer time. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you how to triple your prayer time. There is a place in prayer where words are not a challenge and you reach a flow of the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to go there. Somebody's getting ready to turn your prayer room upside down. Uh. About the 745 mark, God showed me a vision. You understand, I don't, if somebody's going to have a dream or see a vision, it's usually going to be my wife. Really, I, I'm the faith guy. God's, God gives me a little word, and I, I just step out on the limb for it and try not to sink. Cindy knows when, where, how. She just knows. Deep woman of God. But I remember about that 45 minute. I, at this point, I'm just pressing. I'm pressing through the hour. I'm just pressing. I'm reaching. Everything in me is reaching for heaven. And the next thing I know, I see I'm called away in a vision. And it's like, if you look, you can't see it, but if you look up into these lights here, it gets real foggy real quick. That's how it was. I looked up, and I could kind of still see everything else around me. But, but I was, it was focused on the, I was focused on the sky and I could see the clouds rolling and I could see a man on a horse with angels all behind him and it was, it was coming. He, he was coming and I, and I, my first thought is, oh my goodness, it's the coming of the Lord. That's what, that's exactly what it looked like. And it's the, I believe, I said, it's, it's the coming of the Lord. And the next thing I knew is that the Lord spoke to me in this, in this place of prayer. And the Lord said, my kingdom is coming to Palm Coast. My kingdom is coming to Palm Coast. I called Pastor Capitol. I said, man, I, I just got out of prayer. I want to tell you what God just showed me. He said, he said, bro, you ain't going to believe this. I said, tell me. He said, my eight-year-old boy, David, was brushing his teeth this morning. I just prayed for 45 minutes. <laughs> he said, he was, he was hitting those back molars. He said, and he looked up and he saw the sky open up. And he saw something coming. And all he could think was kingdom, 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 kingdom. Eight years old. Oh, you're clapping like that's cute. I'm telling you, it's for you, baby. It's for you. Somebody, you got to understand there's a door, there's a door, there's a door, ah, there's a door. Oh, and behind that door, behind that door, it's things you've never seen or experienced. I was preaching at a church in Houston, and 
the pastor, he tells me, he said, man, Brother Bradford, am I okay? I, I was really going to try to save this for the last night, but God's just, I'm trying not to go too long, but this will probably be the longest night. I know y'all say it, but they got to say it. <laughs> so, oh God, something's flowing in this house tonight. Things you've been dreaming of is in this room right now. So this pastor in Houston, I was preaching for him. He said, man, I got to tell you, he said, one time we were talking about the gifts of the Spirit and things that God had available to his people. He said, I'll never forget. He said, I had a, he said, I had a couple that was... He said, I had a couple that was in my church. He said, they were a new couple. He said, they, they, were, they were very new to the things of God. They didn't know anything about the flow of the Spirit. He said, I was just trying to get them baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost and get them in Bible study. He said, but I remember, he said, we met in church. Or we met before church one night. And, man, they had, he said, they just laid out every problem they ever had. And he said, it was just a very intense time of counsel. He said, and there was things that I had to say to him. He said, and during that service, after the preaching, he said, there was something that swept into the room. Everybody knows what that feels like when that holy hush comes. And you know, God's about to say something here. He said, and here it was. He said, and, he said, and, the, he said, and a tongue goes out over here, and a tongue goes out over there. He said, next thing I know, he said, the message comes to my mind. He said, and it is exactly dealing with what I just dealt with in the office. He says, oh, God. He said, these young people, or he said, these people that I'm counseling, this new, new couple, they don't know nothing about the gifts of the Spirit, God. I can't say this. If I say this, they're going to think I fabricated this. They're going to think I, I made something up. The Lord speaks to him and says, put your hand on the young man next to you. He puts his hand on the young man. And the preacher says, as the words came to my mind, they came out his mouth. Let me put that in English for you. God said, I'll use another generation. God said, I'll... I'll do the. It don't have to be an. I'll do this. It's gonna be in order. It's gonna be right. It's gonna be in submission. It's gonna be in love. Oh, but I'll use another generation. I believe in the fruits of the spirit. Every one of us, we better display the fruits of the spirit. But I've got to tell you tonight. I've heard, I know there's been people that's, I know there's been people that's abused the gifts of the Spirit and used it for self-gain and done all kinds of things that they shouldn't have done. And because of it, I preach places and men are afraid to, they, they are so scared to, to bring someone in, they'll flow in the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, I've got to have the fruits. When I'm hearing things said like, Oh, I've got to have the fruits. I'd rather have the... I'm hearing people say things like, I'd rather have the fruits than the gifts. What? One's not better than the other. 
That's what this Holy, that's what this Holy Ghost gives you and makes available. See, when you get the Holy Ghost, this is what you get. You get, you get a vine and a gift basket. Hey, let me tell you, sometimes I go into hotel rooms, they got this gift basket. And my, you know what? Before I even get to it, my kids devour it and they eat everything. And I never even open up what's in there. We've got to have both. They work together. Every gift of the Spirit operates in love. Everyone, God. When, when somebody, God allows someone to discern something. you got to understand, God's not allowing you to discern that so that you can kill that person. God reveals to heal. If there's an issue, God will reveal it to heal it. There's times that I walk in and God begins to highlight things and I know I got to preach to. It isn't so I can kill somebody with a sword, but it's so I can reach and try to bring somebody back to life. We will not subdue nations. We will not take cities without the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. We've got to have it. We must have it. I want all the fruits. Give me the fruits of the Spirit. But also there's a gift basket that God made available to me when I received the Holy Ghost. And I got to dig into it and say, oh, I'm about to get a hold of the working of miracles and lay hands on somebody in the grocery store and turn this city upside down. More times than one, I've had young people hand me drawings and say, this is what I saw as you were preaching tonight. And I opened it up and a big old angel behind me. I didn't see it. But that young person, God opened up their eyes. Evidently, they were praying enough. Evidently, they were reaching enough. Evidently, Brother Cornelius, they were tuned in enough that God said, here goes the door. So, I've got to tell you today, there is an abandoned realm. I've not come to preach, you know, I preach a lot of times conviction messages and try to convince people to to leave their sin. But I'm not come for you tonight. There's somebody that is so hungry. You are so hungry. And I've come to tell you, there's something more for you. You want to know why many of us have never accessed this place in God? It's because real ministry never goes on sale. Tell you why some of us have never been through that door. What it takes to get through that door has never changed. 
the pressing that that generation had, we must have to get through that door. We're at the end of time. We're the 11th hour workers. But God's not going to say, well, we're going to bend the road. No, no, no. You've got to press. I've got to tell you, we are living in a generation. We will pay full price for a pair of Yeezys. But Yeezys ain't getting you through that door. We'll pay full price for a Ferragama belt buckle. But that ain't getting you through that door. Hey, baby, Gucci shoes ain't getting you through that door. I love all the nice stuff, but I'm telling you about something nicer. It's power and it's glory and it's supernatural. You gotta come, you gotta become more than a pretty face with Gucci shoes and 10,000 followers on Instagram. You gotta get, oh Jesus, you gotta get an ugly prayer life that says, I don't care what I look like, I'm about to pray with reckless abandonment. I'm reaching into another world. Come on, some of you, you've been so focused on this world, you forgot about that world. Money can't get you through that door. Your last name can't get you through that door. Hey, preacher, who you preach for can't get you through that door. How many albums you record can't get you through that door? How many concerts you had can't get you through that door? Sold out stadiums, sold out concerts can't get you through that door? Let me tell you, there's only one thing. Matthew 7, 7. Ask. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, oh, and it shall be open unto you. Generation, what are you asking for? What are you asking for? Are you asking for anything? God, use me. God, use me in the gift of healing. God, give me visions. Give me dreams. God, make my prayer life effective like it's never been. Ah, I've got to preach to somebody. You've got to The word ask. The word ask there is the word a tail. Somebody say a tail. You know what a tail means? <laughs> to ask, to beg, to call, to crave, to desire, and to require. After Jesus died on the cross, we see in Matthew 27 and 58 that Joseph of Arimathea went and, I quote, begged the body of Jesus. That word begged there is the word ateo. 
Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. This man so greatly desired to minister to the body of Jesus that he would not stop until he got a hold of the body. Mark's account of the same story. Mark 15 and 43 uses the same word. It says that Joseph craved the body of Jesus. He craved it. He craved it. It wasn't a tale. Oh, I, you, you know, we, we see how this is. There's a lot in scripture that we don't even that we don't always see or, or that is not always made visible to us we just see a few lines of what happened but I see something in this scripture that I want to preach it said that he begged the body of Jesus then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered hey I don't believe that was something that he just walked in and said hey Pilate the bods you got in the back you think I can Take that off your hands. I'm talking about something that turned Jerusalem upside down. Nobody's touching this body. But I can see something on the inside of Joseph. Pilate, please, please. Please, I, I can't leave without that body. I've come here tonight because I've got to get my hands on him. I've come here tonight because I've made room for him already. I'm here tonight because oh, there's something on the... I want him more than I want anything else. I'll write the check, pilot. How much does it cost? Whatever it takes, whatever I got, whatever I gotta do, I gotta have. Hey, I wanna tell you what he had. He had an Ateo. There was something in him that said, What? Oh, that Jesus means more to me than anything else. He was, oh, that Jesus means more. It was a craving. I can't live without. It was a begging. What are you craving? And which kingdom is it? from how do I how do I get behind that door there's got to be an tail on the inside of me oh what an what an anointed ministry bro but there's a door for you we don't get it by knowing how to hoop voice inflection and make the crowd go wild. <laughs> but only an Ateo will open that door. <laughs> Seek and ye shall find. I'm reminded of the woman that was looking, brother, for the lost coin. <laughs> Seek and ye shall find too often is attributed to seeking until you find. They say, well, I've sought him, and it didn't. No, 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 no. That's not what that means. She, she lit the candle, and she swept the house, and she moved stuff around 
Whatever's got to be moved, there's something I am going to find here tonight. She was seeking. There was something. Hey, young man, look at me. I tell you in the Holy Ghost, I know you're here. I know you're here capturing footage and capturing video, but I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, God, he wants to change everything about you. There's a ministry. There's a destiny. You come for a, from a church that knows what it's like to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. And I come to tell you, it's for you. It is for you. God's ready to open up things. God's ready to open up things in your life that you never even dreamed you could have. Come on, seek it right now. Seek it till you find Seek it till you find it. Seek it till you find it. Come on, somebody. I'm after something. I'm after something. I'm after something. I'm after it. Come on, what are you after tonight? Everybody in this place ought to lift up your voice with all you've got. Come on, with all you've got. Come on with all you've got. Come on, there's something in you that's got to stand up tonight and say, I'm going to knock on that door. I'm going to knock on that door until something explodes in my life. Come on, come on, knock. Are you after it? Are you after it? Come on, young man, you've been this far before. Come on, young lady, you've been this far before, but you gotta require it. You gotta desire it more than anything else. Transform me, God, more than anything else. I'm after another world. Pray. Pray, it's here. Pray, pray, pray. Knock, knock, knock. There's something that belongs to me. There's something I've dreamed of. There's something I desire. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm done preaching. You better reach with all you've got. It's here. It's available. It's here. It's available. Come on. Nobody else in your youth group has been there. Nobody else in your youth group has been there. But will you go? young lady ministry is for you come on young lady visions are for you
I'm preaching about a thirst. I'm preaching about a hunger. I'm preaching about a desire that cannot be quenched. I'm preaching about an attail that says, God, I cannot leave without it. I'm preaching about an attail that says, God, I want this level of power more than I desire anything else. This is not the service to sit back and not respond. Destinies are going to change tonight. Come on, young man, pray. Come on, young lady, pray. Pray, 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 pray. I challenge every minister. I challenge every pastor. I challenge every evangelist. I challenge every youth pastor. I challenge oh, every saint of God. This is for you. Every young person, this is for you. Come on, every singer. There's another level. There's another level. There's another level. Press your way in. Press your way in. I'm starting my journey to the realm of the supernatural. I'm starting my journey to the realm of the spirit. It's mine. It's mine. There are some things out there. There are some things out there. Come on, keep praying. Peyton Bradford, grab your wife by the hand right now and stand up. Come on, lift up your hands and seek. Come on, there's more. Come on, young man, there's more. Come on, young man, there's more.
Come on, choir. Come on, choir. Get lost in it. Come on, choir. Get lost in it. Come on, don't look around, close your eyes and reach with all you have. If his word says it, I want it. If his word says it, I desire it. Come on, God's calling us to overtime. This can't be a five-minute altar call and you get what you want. This can't be a ten-minute altar call. Come on, pray. Why in the world do we have people sitting down in here? Get up and lift your voice. Come on, young people. Get up and lift your... Get up. Get up. Get up and lift your voice. Something's happening. Something's happening. Something's changing. Come on, don't just stand in the hallway and look around. Lift up your hands where you are. There is something that's here that's getting ready to catapult you. It's ready to catapult your ministry. It's ready to catapult your day. Lay hands on somebody next to you. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Activate. Activate. Activate, I say unto thee. Activate. Pray, musicians. Pray, musicians. This is your moment. Pray, musicians. Come on, there's a pastor's wife in here. God's ready to take you to the deepest level you've ever been. Come on. Come on, young person. Reach. Reach. Somebody's got to say, I'm tired of hell talking me out of it. I'm tired of having so many excuses. I'm tired of the adversary robbing me of what God has for me. It's your night. It's your night. It's your night. It's your night. It's your night.
Somebody take ownership of this. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Visions are mine. Dreams are mine. The gifts of the Spirit. I'm ready, God. Somebody's getting ready to start a revival on your college campus. Somebody's getting ready to turn your high school upside down. Come on, sir. Come on, young man. It's time to quit the football team. It's time to quit the basketball team. And it's time to get on God's team. He's getting ready to use you. He's getting ready to prop you up. He's getting ready to catapult you into destiny. Come on, you planned all you could plan. You fundraised all you could fundraise. You've outreached all. Hey, I've got to tell you, the next wave of what God is wanting to do, it can only come through the supernatural. Money can't buy it. You can't fellowship your way into it. You can't get the right preacher to have it. You just got to make up your mind. It's mine. It's mine. Come on, the wave of the Spirit, the move of the Spirit of God is what's going to do what you need done. The move of the Spirit is going to do what you need done. Come on, sir, pray in the Holy Ghost. Press, 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 press. It's mine. Come on, he's promised me too much. It's mine. Come on, knock. Yeah! I can have it. I can have it.
Come on, somebody, you've been waiting on the Holy Ghost to jump on you. You got to press your way in, baby. It don't work like that. The Holy Ghost ain't going to jump on you. The anointing ain't going to accidentally fall on you. Come on, you got to get under the spout. Come on, you got to get under the spout. You got to press your way in. Knock. 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 Close your eyes and pray. Knock. Somebody's about to pray like you've never prayed before. When you pray, things are going to start happening. When you pray, God's getting ready to answer. Come on, somebody's pressing your way into the realm of answered prayers. Come on, you're about to pray like you never prayed. And you're going to see like you never saw before. Come on, somebody's about to push back the plate. Somebody's about to go on their first seven-day fast. I'm telling you it's about to happen. Somebody's about to fast their way. Somebody, oh, come on. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. You're knocking on the door.
Come on, pray a prayer that gets God's attention. Live a life that gets God's attention. Ah! Here I am, God. Here I am, God. Here I am, God. you're not praying for yourself, find somebody to pray with. Knock a while, knock a while, knock a Come on, there's destiny in this room. I charge every man of God, get your hands on somebody and pray for them. I charge every woman of God, get your hands on somebody and pray for them. Come on. Come on, I don't need any minister or minister's wives or youth pastor or youth pastor's wife sitting around, please. This is destiny changing stuff right here. Come on. Something is changing. Something is rearranging in the makeup of who we are. Come on, there's a pursuit towards the things of God. And God has heard this conference.
Come on, if you got a handkerchief, you ought to wave it before the Lord. If you got a Bible, you ought to pick it up. Here I am, God. Hey, God. Here I am, God. I press it, God. Come on, get his attention. I'm here, God. What's next, preacher? Don't worry about what's next. Talk in tongues until you find it. Come on, what's the next one? It don't matter what it is. Sometimes you don't know. You just got to close your eyes and reach. Come on, you got to go. Get to the realm of no time limits. You got to get to the realm of no clocks. You got to get to the realm where words are no longer a challenge. 